Test. Test. For real. For real. <laughs> for real, real. First time test. <laughs> we haven't done this We've never all done before. a test before. Stop. Good enough. That's what I always say. Good enough for government work. <laughs> Good enough for schoolwork. A is C passes. <laughs> C is passing. I don't know who you're talking to, but it's definitely not me. Whoever's listening. I took deep offense. <laughs> pretty sure a 4.0 high school a GPA isn't going to get anybody anywhere. Versus a Ouch. all C's GPA. Why you got to come for me like that? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Uh, I would prefer, yeah, all C's and be a white male. <laughs> oh, we're, oh, we're starting in hot, hot oh, and heavy today. Oh, straight A, hard working, working female. Get out. Get out. <laughs> uh, I want the all C's mediocre, uh, male who I can make do stuff. Right. And then yell at them. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't think that's you, though. You're not really a yeller. No, I was. I, I was being a character. Okay. I'm sorry. Do we need to do voices? Do voices. I wish I would have a. <laughs> Who is this? I Eddie Boop. That's my. Uh, yeah. Boop boop doo. I'm bet. Boop boop doo. I want to yell at men <laughs> who make mediocre grades. Boop boop. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Thank you. Your Betty Boop impersonation is very spot on. On brand? On brand, yes. We have the rights for that. Oh, ooh. 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 Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) There goes our podcast. Hello. Goodbye. I mean. Goodbye. (laughs) Hello and welcome. What? Do you have another joke? We enjoyed this podcast. Oh, yeah. Great time. Wonderful Um, time. The you know we're on episode eleven now. It yeah, was that. short, mini, limited series, yeah. and because a of limited our series podcast, limited series, but on because purpose. of our we did this on purpose. Improv Betty Boop joke that we could easily edit out. We will sadly have no. to be our last one. It's the only joke. <laughs> the only joke we've ever made. That's so goodbye and welcome. I mean, hello and welcome to that happened where I codename Red. Tell real name and not code name Scoot. <laughs> Strange history. That, that happened. happened. Very good. You got it, which means it wasn't funny enough. I'll try again next yeah, time. Yeah, you need to try harder. <laughs> you need to try harder. I do like these titles. That are coming into the show. I'm oh. I'm a little sad that I don't get to do any titles because I just say that happened. I know. You got to run more episodes. Usually I'm just like blabbing away and then you hit record at some point. <laughs> and then, then I figure out too late that you're recording. Don't tell my secrets. And then I go, that happened. And then we start. <laughs> what are we doing? I got to shock you into it or yeah. you're not going to do it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Content, content. Ooh, singing, great, great. Hello and welcome to... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did we start? <laughs> Do you remember, this is our first part two episode. First of many, possibly, depends on 
if we get another episode after this one. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how far we can get into it. Before first the ops part get two. us. What was our first part one episode? Um, thanks to your debrief in the kitchen right before this, I remember that <laughs> our part I one, remembered all by myself. I remembered all by myself, thanks to you in the kitchen uh-huh. five minutes ago. Uh-huh. That Working at your background memory. Yes. I just Weird. replayed everything. <laughs> replayed it all in my head. We were talking about, I don't remember their names, but we were talking about um, two... Mac and cheese. We were talking about Kraft's mac and cheese. Yes. And Kraft, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mac and cheese. Wow. How'd you come up with that? It's just, <laughs> just such a good It's memory. hard being this smart all the time, you know? <laughs> just, it's my handicap. <laughs> So they <laughs> they essentially escaped slavery, right? Because the fe- there was two people, a guy and a girl. Well, were, I could they do were, the summary if you oh, like. I thought I that's what asking, you wanted me to do. No, we'll get there. I wasn't expecting you to do the whole summary. Oh my goodness! Oh, all right. Well, I guess I'll just House that happened. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so I'm good for. Yeah. Okay. Well, we that got, happened. We <laughs> You threw me off my game, bro. What is it, the um, El Dorado quote? Bro. Oh, you threw me off my groove. That that is Emperor's <laughs> new groove. It's kind of in the kind of in the quote. Okay, but yeah, yeah, fair. Fair. But those are both two of the best animated movies. They are of all time. They really are all time. That happened. I'm not even mad that they're about male friendships. To me, they're about people friendships. I feel like Road to El Dorado. It's more like brothers you know i always watched it with my brother growing up and i definitely saw us in those characters oh which one were you obviously the brunette one you're you're miguel no you're tulio tulio yeah my brother's blonde so he's miguel yeah i ended up with kids it's so literal (laughs) yeah you did what what (laughs) i guess he does get the lady and the gold all the gold. Now he gives it up. Oh, well, spoiler alert. That's what he wants. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Go see the movie. It's amazing. It's not like it came out in the early 2000s. Worth watching. Worth watching. We should watch that. Um, yeah, so let's last... stop this podcast and go watch right okay. now. Okay. Pause. Beep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good spot for the intro music. Uh, oh, intro music hit. Now I have to find this time. Some All right. geese just flew by the window. That's a good. <laughs> that's our intro music. That's a good. No, well, you do the <laughs> intro music, and then when it's done, I'm gonna say some geese just flew by the window, and then we're back in. <laughs> we're back into the podcast. To like a discussion never about the. <laughs> we're gonna use geese in the window. <laughs> How much do you think I edit these? I think you edit the first. Uh, I think. <laughs> you think what <laughs> to be I fair, told you? I've never edited. I don't even know how to edit these, um, but I think. You listen to the first 10, maybe 15 minutes, and you find, where do I put the music in? Where do I put the intro in? Mm-hmm. And then you find it, and then you go, how does it sound? Like, not just the music, but like, how does it sound? Because some of them, you know, technical difficulties or something. And then you try to fix it, and then you're like, sounds good. and <laughs> Send it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but... you think this because you've literally watched me edit it multiple times yeah <laughs> and he's like i think there's also all the breaks that i edit and then the yeah ending. yeah but you're pretty close pretty close okay so last c episode- i got a c 
what's my grade for that? Oh. For that, uh, for me coming up with how you edit. I'd give you a solid C. Hey! Because you paid attention, but you didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the you confidence. like, I think. And I'm like, you should know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a teacher. You what do you want? You should Be know. Be confident. Okay, so uh, we, our last episode is about... How obnoxious can I be I have six this pages episode? today, which is more oh, than usual. Oh, wow, I should shut up. And so we're, we're trying to hit the story. Part three. I, I literally started this podcast, and I was like, we're just going to get right into the story, because I'm excited, people are excited, what's going to happen to them yeah. after the last episode? And yeah. it's not working out that way. So last week, uh, if you listen, awesome. If you haven't yet... Probably go back and listen to that one first. Hey, do you do what um, you like. Yeah, but but this is a pretty good part, too. You just might be a little confused about where they come from. I think I summed it up pretty well in the first 10 minutes. Oh, the mac and cheese? Yeah. And there was two of them? There's two of them, yeah. That's about... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they need to listen to part one now. So it's about William and, <laughs> and Ellen Craft. Uh, William and Ellen Craft uh, made it... One of the most daring stories of all time. That, oh, yeah. The best I've heard uh, about their escape from slavery. They escaped from Macon, Georgia, which is pretty close to us. And when we ended, they had stopped at Philadelphia, which is like the first free city for most escaped slaves. With the cheesesteaks. Yeah, they do have the cheesesteaks. I think. I wouldn't know. Sounds I never, worth it I'll to me. I'll never try one. It's I I really do like Philly cheesesteaks, but I feel like the bread is always getting soggy. Maybe we should go to Philadelphia. You can try them for real rolls. For real wills, yeah. Oh, for I, I've bakes. never actually had a real cheesesteak sandwich from Philadelphia. Exactly. Usually, I get them from breakfast places, who are also known famous for their Philly cheesesteaks. You know, it's it's we got eggs, hash browns. Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. It is true. They all have them. They do. And they got, a, well, mostly it's omelets, right? Philly cheesesteak omelet. So I'm just not getting my... Maybe that's your issue with the bread. Yeah. It's, it's just... eggs. <laughs> <laughs> this bread tastes really weird. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the bread. It's kind of yeah, thick. Yeah. And the bread is always kind of soggy and... Spongy. <laughs> um, that's because it's eggs. Uh, they ended up with Philadelphia. They had lots of close calls along the way, um, which yeah. are pretty exciting. If you listen to part one, um, my favorite is when Ellen, the the woman, was in disguise and had a man sit down next to her on her train ride that she knows. That, that she was knew, crazy. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite uh, close call? Close call. I think it was when they were being um, not like interrogated, but they were in that captain's the office and he wasn't sure if he was going to let him go people or not. People were boarding the train. And then the captain of the boat they were just on was like, oh yeah, they're good. You can let them go. And then they... Don't give it away. You got to give them the suspense. Oh, and then they, they didn't know if they were going to get on the train in time. Yeah. And then they didn't know if they made it or not. <laughs> anyway, um, you should go listen to it. It should be pretty good. Uh, so now we have them. They were in Philadelphia. They'd spent a few weeks. They learned how to write their names. Right. 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 They learned their basic... They solidified their basic alphabet. They already kind of knew that. And then after a few weeks, they moved to Boston, 1848. 1848. 1848. They're in Boston. They arrive, and this is like, this is it. This is where we're going to live now. Um, 
And that's it. Episode's over. I hope you enjoyed part two. All right. Can I make a request? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think f- for future part two episodes, <laughs> um, I think that our intro should be a little short. I think it was too long. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It needs, we need to trim it down a bit. And then also for really years, zero in on- you know, you say 1848 and I go, cool. I don't know what that, I don't know. So maybe this is uh-huh. an idea. Uh-huh. I know you don't do that much for these podcasts. Um, I know. I should really put a little six more Six pages. In. I mean, come on. That's a C minus at best. Uh, oh, um, oh, why you gotta <laughs> go for the jugular? Um, so maybe gotta hit me where it for hurts. future episodes. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I just woke up and chose violence today. Future episodes, 1848. Maybe we could get some big events that happen. Like they arrived in Boston. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I don't, I don't know why. But like the Eiffel Tower was built that year, or I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's a great idea. I was mostly joking leading up to this, but that is a real idea that I had. <laughs> Led into we should really do this. Yeah. Well, if you remember from last episode, Harriet Tubman escaped in 1850, so she's oh, still living in slavery. Right. Um, okay. There leading, we go. We're leading up to the Civil War. We've got about 13. North states, 13 south states. Um, they might have changed a bit by this point, but it's right. still about even. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all they're constantly fighting over the issue of slavery. It's very present. So I have a question. When did the emanci- Emancipation Proclamation happen? So I did a lot of extra research for this episode. Wow. Um, You're amazing. Because C we're going to get into now. more of this stuff. Uh, excuse me? That's the highest grade that we offer. No. No. <laughs> A plus for you. You're wrong. Okay, you're correct. Gold star. A plus. A plus. That's the only for my thing straight A girl. So it's somewhere in my notes. Um, if it's all right, I'm not going to go find it right now. But we are going to talk about these big events. I'm just setting the stage okay. of where our main characters are. Okay. I'll and just then circle I am going to give you then. more details. Okay. Circle. I'll just circle Like that. a vulture. Well, I'll just keep thinking about it until we get Hunting there. for heat waves. Who, who am I kidding? You're going to say something and I'm going to forget about it. No, I'll let you know when we get to it. Okay. Hopefully. A reminder would be great. Hopefully. I am in my glass of wine, la, 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 so we'll la, la, see. La, la, la. Yeah, no dinner and two shots deep. We're ready. <laughs> we got to call us out like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're little baby shots, I think. Red yeah. got new boots today, oh and my she's gosh. been wearing them. I've All afternoon. New boot goofing. New boot goofing around the house. At the house. house by myself, just dancing around. She's like four inches taller with her new boots, and so mm-hmm. she's just posturing. Still shorter than you. It's not fair. Posturing. I am, though. I'm posing and shit. Okay, so there... <clears throat> excuse me. William is in Boston. He's a cabinet maker, right? He's really good mm. at it. He's been trained at it. So he sets up his own shop. He's going to run a business. He gets an address. He's a cabinet maker. Um, his wife, Ellen... Uh, becomes a seamstress and starts working for ladies around Boston as a seamstress. Um, they also lived at another boarding house that housed other freedom seekers like them, as well as just residents of the city. Because Boston's kind of a bit more easygoing. We're going to find out a lot more about right, Boston in this era. We, we learned that they were in Philadelphia, which was like the freedom kind of capital. Right. That was where you go. And then they learned that once they got there, Boston is the better place to go. And so right. now they're in Boston. They're in Boston. They're setting up their lives. Did they hunker down and just live their lives? No. 
They did not. What did they do? Almost as soon as they got there, they start going to anti-slavery meetings, joining abolitionist meetings, joining groups around town, and speaking out and telling their story. They start traveling around the northern states, telling their story about how they got out, what happened to them before they left, all that they knew about slavery. They were out there sharing their peace and sharing what was really going on in the South. Yeah. So they like immediately hit the ground and they were like, yeah, we're freedom seekers and we're going to tell literally everyone we know. Good for them. I had so... Uh, you thought you like they'd think. get there and take a break from yeah. their bravery. Like, oh, let's enjoy our freedom for the first time in our lives. But all they could think about was everyone else that's still down there. How do we help people? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for them. Change people's hearts and minds. Um, well, I'm sure most people who went to abolitionist meetings were already on board. <laughs> but That's fair. But It's still risky telling everyone across states. It was uh, even shared in like press all around the states around them. So everyone talked about it. Uh, they shared the stage with noted abolitionists, including Frederick Douglass and William Wells Brown, who's a novelist and playwright of the time and also a free black. Uh, Frederick Douglass, I know you recognize the name. I do, yeah. Um, he is considered the father of abolitionists and like the abolitionist movement. Okay. Um, he was also an advisor to President Lincoln, who did eventually emancipate the slaves. So he's like very much in the politics and the influence and the movement of that. And he's a black man? Yes. Oh, cool. And they share the stage with him as well. Um, Okay, we're going to pull away from Ellen and William for a second and talk about kind of what was going on in America. So let's go back to the Constitutional Convention way back before the Revolution when we drafted the Constitution. I was going to say, what is that? Oh, we're going... Back in the 1700s. We're going way... 50 years ago. Like 100, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So in the... You know, I said last time that Philadelphia is one of the first states to abolish slavery, and it was after the Revolution. Yeah. So I was wrong. I'd like to correct myself. Oh. By the time we even got to the Constitution, which did come before the Revolution... The following states had abolished slavery, period. Oh, so way before. Yes. So Okay, so when you said it, yeah, technically you're wrong, but it was before what you said. So I feel like if you're going to be wrong, that's the better way to go. Well, Pittsburgh was on the border to the south at the time, and these states are all further north. So it is Vermont and New Hampshire, up by Canada, Um Rhode Island. We could do an episode on Rhode Island. It's one of my favorite states. Really? It's so good. Why? Well, I can't tell you. I'm going to do an episode. Oh. You can find out. Massachusetts. Um, Their origin story is the best. Rhode Island. Okay. Massachusetts. (laughs) I can't tell you anything. Well. (laughs) (laughs) And Connecticut. One, two, three, four, five. So, Massachusetts, honestly, I was like, really? Because it's so Puritan. Maybe that's why they did it. Yeah. Um, and Boston, of course, is in Massachusetts. So they have been no slavery for a long time by this point, unlike a lot of other places. Right. So Philadelphia was a little bit later. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, the original Constitution, the OG one, did include a fugitive slave clause. And I'm saying the word fugitive slave because that's the name of the clause. Uh, okay. 
It said, no person held to service or labor, which I think is a really strange way to say in slavery. <laughs> held to service? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that escaped to a free state would be released from bondage. What? So, so it's saying if they escape to a free state, they're not free? Correct. That's what the original Constitution said. Wow. That's what they wrote because the Constitution was written by North and South. The yeah. South insisted. Yeah. Uh, technically, that's what it said. But the thing is, um, the North didn't really follow it. And they kept petitioning to have it removed and removed. But the South wanted more laws. They were like, that's not enough. Yeah. And it's not enough that it's in the Constitution. You know, we need more laws. So in 1793, hmm, what, 10, 20 years after Revolution, they passed the Fugitive Slave Act. So there's only two of these, but we're going to do the first one because the second one's important to the story. I'm assuming they're not still in the Constitution, are they? No. Right. Like, I hope not. No, but it was redacted later than you'd wish. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But no. Uh, That's, you know, we don't have slaves anymore. Uh, That is my point. If it was still in there, it's a little ridiculous. Is that why everyone's carrying around that constitution? These <laughs> <laughs> people are terrifying. <laughs> so um, the law was the same. The new act of 70, 1793. The law was the same as before, except they upgraded it for the South. So it's like oh. the same thing as before. But now enslavers in the South could send, quote, agents, uh, slave hunters, yeah, to free states and then search people's homes. What? So they could start... Searching people's homes. Now, I did. I was like, what about warrants? Well, the the warrants were the um, Fourth Amendment, and that was passed. What's the Fourth Amendment years. again? The I don't know everything included in it, but it right. includes that you need a search warrant to break into yeah, people's it, it's like property. You, you can't just. Okay, that's what I. When you said they could just go look in someone's house, right. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it says in there that you can't just go into people's houses. Mm. Like that amendment was passed two years before this law. So they do get warrants. But think about who's giving warrants. Yeah, they're just you know, walking who's into asking people's for houses. Warrants. And they're yeah. like, they just need to get the piece of paper, and then they can do whatever. So they get the, they now send agents into free states, which they couldn't do before, to catch them. Um, and they had to take the person they kidnapped, bring them to trial, show judge proof of ownership, which was literally a signed piece of paper. I don't... <laughs> yeah. I mean, car titles probably have more work going to them than that did. Yeah. Yeah. And then the judge would find whoever was helping hide the person 500 bucks. My gosh. So. It's harder to get a boat. The North was pissed. And they were like, uh, you're turning our states into stalking grounds. Yeah. For these slave hunters. They're just going to come in and start kidnapping our people. It's basically legally legalized kidnapping. And that is what happened. They would just take free blacks off the street, take them to court, and then take them south and sell it. Yeah. They it got became like a, like a whole new thing. They got like a piece of paper signing crayon. Yeah. And they're like, it looks good to me. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking in the last episode about Ellen didn't need a perfect signature. She just had to get someone to buy it. Yeah. And you were like, it's possible. And she didn't even know how to read and write. So you can imagine how well that went for the free states yeah it's like you're not really free you're just our holding ground so we can go make more money 
<clears throat> so, um, like I said, the North was upset. And so they retaliated. And this is when we really start to see the growth of abolitionist movements. Uh, they began the network of state house, safe houses, uh, which is the early underground railroad. Railroad. This is the end of the 1700s. Yeah. I'm doing my best to talk through these <laughs> yeah, shots. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You're doing great. And they had clandestine resistance groups, so like a spy network, which is kind of badass. Uh, most of most of the northern states up to like the governor like just didn't f- follow the law. They were like, "Yeah, we're not doing that." Cool. Yeah, we're well, leading up to the civil war way. here, right? Yeah, long term, but they were just like, "No." Um, and many northern states, in retaliation, enacted quote public personal liberty laws, so that even if a slave hunter grabbed a black man off the street. He did have a right to a jury trial, and they also offered more protection for all their citizens of their state. Because with the fugitive slave laws, they didn't get a jury trial. They just had to show a piece of paper. To a judge. Yeah. Yeah. And they could go. No one vouched for them or anything. That's insane. So the North is trying to, like, set boundaries. Yeah. Um, It both works and doesn't. Because lots of of people are kidnapped over the next 50, 60 years. Yeah, I believe it. Tensions are ratcheting up. And then in 1850, you know, we just got William and Ellen got to Boston in 1848. Right. This is two years after they got there. We have a new law passed. 1850. September of 1850. So early fall, a new Fugitive Slave Act. The second one. So (laughs) because the South was having a hard time getting the federal government to control those tree-hugging vegetable eating northerners i assume being in the south yeah <laughs> there's vegetables in my sandwich well, they eat vegetables i guess so yeah it makes them <laughs> we don't like them wait they're crazy <laughs> so they're like we need a better law because we can't control them we can't make them follow they're not following on the rules yeah yeah of slavery <laughs> that we do so uh, they pass a new act, and uh, this changes. Now the citizens of these northern states, according to federal law, are forcibly compelled to help arrest freedom seekers. Wow, it's putting it's what That's is it? It's the, a group punishment kind of thing. Yeah, it's not if just you don't one help person's fault arrest now. them, then you're in trouble too. Oh my gosh! Um, they are universally denied a right to trial by jury. Everyone who's picked up or kidnapped or abducted by a slave hunter. Wow. <clears throat> just not allowed, period. Just. Oh Which gosh. is insane. That is insane. Like, you're just legalizing. You're fully legalizing kidnapping. Yeah. You like, can just fine. kidnap somebody, sign a piece of paper, and <clears throat> yeah, you're good to go. And now, you know, before it was 500, if you got caught helping some, now it's 1,000 and six months in jail. So they tried to up. They're really trying this fear-mongering stuff. I'm telling you, fear-mongering, don't buy into it. It's the worst. They're just trying to control you. That's what it always is. <clears throat> so um, also, these individual cases were no longer assigned to local judges. They were all placed in the hands of federal commissioners. Okay, I don't, I don't know what that is. These individual cases, so if they found a, quote, freedom seeker, right. which is often more often than not just a free black man in the north yeah just minding his own business he wouldn't go to the judge in that town 
Right. He would go to a federal commissioner, someone who worked for D.C., who was trying to make everybody happy. They just take and him to the one guy. Yeah. And that's the person who would say, yeah, you could take him or no, he's free. You can't take him. But those federal commissioners got paid more money if they sent him back into slavery. I wonder, honestly, if, if you had a statistic, how many people they said, you know, because I'm sure they just got like an assembly line going. Right. Well, I don't know how many federal commissioners there are, but yeah. Right. Like, but let's say just one. Like, you just you just sit in like a courtroom or whatever that guy is. Well, he's not a judge. He's just Uh, a dude. Right. But like, whatever his office, I don't care. And they bring someone in, right? Just a day's worth of how many people he says, "Yep, you can take him." Yep, you can take him. Yeah. Like, how many? No, you can't take that person. Is he giving? There's no way Mm. it's. Even 50-50. How would he pick one out of 50? Just send all 50. Yeah. just yeah. Especially if he's getting paid more to just say, yeah, you can take them. It'd just Mm -hmm. be like, yep, yep, yep. Literally no. Other than a heart not made of blackened stone. Yeah. Got him. uh, There's no reason for him to vote, to rule in favor of the abductee. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It's crazy. This is, you know, 1850, and the 1850s are the biggest decade in American history for the Underground Railroad. So, I don't know if that's linked. Hmm. Kind (laughs) of... Obviously. Yeah. Seems pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it might be connected. So, um, now we're back in William and Ellen's story. Now we've got a little backstory of, like, their situation. They've been in Boston. They're like, it's a little dangerous because of the old law, but, like, things are kind of settled. It's been like that for 60 years. Right. Suddenly they pass a new law in September. And all, like, all these northern states are like, oh, my God. Like, everyone's in trouble all over again because no one knows how they're going to be enforced, if they're going to be enforced, if people are going to stand up against it, or if they're just going to give up. Gen Z. Anyway, <laughs> you know, like they, they don't know what's going to happen. Like not just William and Ellen, but literally every free black in the North. Uh, so they're like freaked out. And also William and Ellen have just spent two years telling everyone and their grandma how they escaped. Hey, we're freedom seekers. Yeah. This is our story. Yeah. So everyone knows. Oh my God. That man, that plan really backfired. And, you know what I mean? They're trying to help people. They're not like they're bragging or anything, but... Yeah, well, you try to help people, and of course you're going to... Bites you in the ass. Get people trying to tear you down. So yeah. it really comes down to how you respond to that. Yeah. So it makes good and great, right? I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so William Still, who was an abolitionist over in Philadelphia, wrote, Even the bravest abolitionist began to fear that the fugitive slave was... Or the freedom seeker was no longer safe anywhere under the stars and stripes. Like the whole country. Yeah, it's just nowhere you can hide. And that he's he said, and that William and Ellen Kraft were liable to be captured at any moment by Georgia slave hunters. That's how well known they were. That's how you know, everyone knew that they were freedom seekers. Oh man. And this law just got passed. I know if I were them, not them specifically, but in that situation, I'd be like Man, we just don't draw attention. We just right. kind of blend, do what we do every day, don't make mistakes. And they're like getting called out by name. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I wouldn't want to be William Crafter. Uh, what's her name? Ellen. Ellen. What's her last name? 
craft. Oh, they're, they're both crafts. I forgot. I wouldn't want to be... It's a love story. I wouldn't want to be the crafts right about now. That would really suck. <laughs> they're just like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't have told the entire country what we did. They had an amazing story, though. I mean, it should be told, right? It should be told. I get why they told everybody, but, oh, it really sucks right now. Uh, yeah. Maybe they could have waited a little bit. Uh, I bet you were hoping part two be kind of boring. <laughs> no. Uh, that's fair. I was hoping. <laughs> Uh, so enter, remember this past in September, it's October, about 22nd, enter the Slave Hunters. So we have, bum, bum, bum. thank you, Willis Hughes and John Knight, I'm going to refer to them as Hughes and Knight, Knight Hughes, the color of Knight. Knight Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> you like it? Arrive in Boston and immediately apply for a warrant to take, to abduct William Kraft. Uh, I got the warrant down here. Ellen Craft is not included, so I think it's just huh. implied. I think it's weird. But the yeah. warrant is for William. William plus one. Yeah. <laughs> it gets signed by the judge, Woodbury, late at night. Like, he hewed and hemmed and hawed and pondered. And finally, he's like, I'm just trying to go to bed. And he signed it, October 25th. Well, to be fair, you made it sound like he tried not to sign it. He probably just signed it right away. Well, let's read the warrant. Okay. So that you can draw a conclusion on that. So the warrant says, Fugitive Slave Law. We learned that a warrant under this law was issued yesterday after the arrest of one William Kraft, claiming to be a fugitive from Macon, Georgia. Kraft is in the cabinet banking business at 51 Cambridge Street and in all probability will not leave the city Having, as he says, quote, this is in the warrant. Wow. Quote, ran far enough and will not run any further. They know exactly where he is. Yep. They know he's not going anywhere, that he's stubborn, that he's out, he's vocal. And they're really trying to get this guy. And then it keeps going. No reliable information concerning the matter can be obtained from any of the officers. So keep that in mind as we kind of go into what happens next. Uh, and up to a late hour last evening, the warrant had not been served. The fact that this is actually an article about the warrant. The fact that a warrant has been issued for the arrest of a fugitive has caused considerable excitement among the colored portion of our citizens. So there you go. That's the thing that was in the paper the very next morning. I think excitement is a poor choice of words. They choose different kinds of words they make it sound like all oh, the like agitation yeah it's they made it excited like oh they love it <laughs> yeah i don't think that's the word you're looking for there yeah yeah it's crazy how our word meanings have changed over time well i agree with that statement but i think they put that word there on purpose fair enough oh they're excited <laughs> Let me, let me tell you kind of what happens, the backlash, after he signs this arrest warrant. And okay. then you can kind of tell me what you think then, uh, what you're implying out of this article. Right. So, uh, again, it gets signed in the 25th. It's in the papers the next day. Next morning, everyone knows. Because that's how papers used to work. Everybody's we all had the same him. news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same time. It's crazy. Um, abolitionist paper quote the, or called The Liberator accounts all the efforts that the city immediately did to protect the crafts. So I'm going to list them out now. They placed placards, which are like little signs, all over the city. 
announcing the slave hunters have arrived, their names wow. and descriptions of the men, and that they were after the crafts. So they know, yeah, trying so to warn everyone them. Everyone knows, yeah, yeah. Hey, watch out for these guys. Um, there were crowds forming outside the courthouse where the warrant had been signed because people had nothing <laughs> to do. So you just walk over there. Yeah. Um, there were crowds forming outside the hotel where the men were staying. Night Hughes. Hughes and Night. Hughes and Night Hughes. The Boston Vigilance Community com- community Committee got involved. They were like low-key an abolitionist committee, but they were um, like their front. Their official term yeah. was, so they weren't all at, they did a lot of things. Okay. But also the abolitionists worked within that group. Um, they got involved by, quote, baffling the pursuing bloodhounds. I'd love to know what that means. And relieve the city of their hateful presence, referring to Night Hughes. Probably just annoying the shit out of them all yeah, the time. Just leaving stakes around. Yeah. Just following them around. Them. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to blend if you've got a crowd following you. Just right. hazing you the entire time, trying to go on a bounty hunt. Yeah, no one wants him there. No. No one wants him no. there. No, that's the cool. Reverend Theodore Parker, who is in this committee, um, he comes up a couple times in the story. He's pretty close to the crafts. Uh, he brings some friends to their hotel to see Night Hughes, and he's like, I advise you to just leave town and let it go. And he's trying to, like, use words and not violence. Right. It doesn't work. They don't leave. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it looks like you're waiting for something else. That's it. I was. It I work. was. It, they um, didn't leave. Then the police get involved. Remember when I said earlier, notice that no, the article said no reliable information was obtained by any of the officers. Yeah. Remember that? I thought it meant like, I guess I thought it meant like, the officers weren't trying to help the crafts. Well, the police repeatedly over a couple days kept arresting Knight and Hughes oh. and just making up charges and throwing them in jail. So they it, got arrested for slander against William Kraft. What everyone knows, he's a freedom seeker. Right, right. And they were like, no, we're arresting you. They posted bail. They got arrested for threatening to kidnap people. They were like, you can't threaten to kidnap people. So they got arrested. They got arrested. Yeah, and they posted bail. But they kept posting bail, which they weren't sure they could do. Um, The the third time they posted bail, there was a huge crowd of people outside the jailhouse of all colors, just Bostonians, uh, quote, assembled in the court square, many of them apparently for the purpose of making a violent demonstration if if Knight appeared or showed his face. Wow. What a town. I know. They're really back in the crafts. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the crafts are like in their community. Even the police, which, to be fair, I did not think they were going to do Me the right neither. thing. Me neither. What the what Even the police surprise. are like pleading the fifth and like, we're going to yeah, we don't know anything make about this it, an expensive trip But we're going to keep arresting them. them. Yeah. <laughs> like how, that's like the first story yeah. I've heard about them using their power for good. I know. Normally it's like they'd be arresting the crafts. Yeah, and beating them up. Over and over and over again. Right. Just for nothing. But now they're doing it to the people trying to hunt them down. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Boston's a cool place. I've always loved Boston. It's a beautiful city to visit. Um, so let's go to Ellen's day, right? She wakes up, oh, goes to work oh. as a normal day. <laughs> Who's that wonderful oh, girl? girl. 
<laughs> Gotta start her day right. Yeah. Gotta start her day right. She goes to work, having a good day. Yeah. She's doing upholstery with like a Miss Dawn or someone, and she's working at someone's house, um, the Hillard's house. And she's like sewing, sewing, doing her job. And mm-hmm. the mistress of the house, Susan Hillard, comes out, and she's like, hey, you got a warrant out for you. Did you know that? And Ellen's like, no. No, it's just a <laughs> <What>? Tuesday. <laughs> it's a. It's always fucking Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday. In my head, this was a Tuesday when I was yeah, writing it. Yeah, it is. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, so Susan is like, yeah. And immediately was like, get in the house. Get in the house. Don't be outside. Get in the house. Yeah. And she brought her in and like hit her. Uh, but William had sent a message to Susan. William across town at his job was already tracking he found out we'll get into his story but he sends a message through a mutual friend that says no 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 take uh my love the love of my life ellen to uh, a man ellis gray loring's house this guy has a house outside of boston proper okay so it's like take her out of town i know a guy yeah just like hide her somewhere outside of town exactly so she goes out of town by herself in the middle of this, you know, the streets are kind of getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's looking for her, trying to help her, whatever, you know. Uh, and she shows up at the house, and the Lorings are not there. They're out of town. But luckily, there's a lady, Mary R. Carson, and her aunt are living in the house for now. Right. But they're not who Ellen knows. And so Ellen's like, and they're like, just come inside. We got you. We got you, girl. <laughs> And so uh, later, I guess in a letter or something, Mary described Ellen that day. Because Ellen spent that day in a stranger's house with people she didn't know waiting to find out if, if she's going to get arrested if she's okay, or not. if her husband's okay, yeah. what's going to happen. Um, Mary says, I watched her with perfect, ad- if we didn't like Ellen already, right? I watched her with perfect admiration. She showed such great self-control, such perfect sweetness of temper and grace of manner. She could hear nothing from her husband all day and, of course, might suppose him in every danger. But she kept back her tears and kept up her sweet looks till late in the afternoon when a messenger came with news of her husband. That's when you know someone's been through some real shit. Yeah. Because when you haven't been through it, it's easier to cry. She's just like, it could be worse. Could be worse. She's like, I have been waiting for this day. She's still got hope. Well, I think she's just shut down. That's fair. Yeah. Just shut down. Just dissociate completely. Right. Just smile and nod. Yeah. Um, but these are all, we're just guessing, you know, either way, she didn't lose her shit. And that's insane. William. William wakes up, goes to work. Do, 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 do. Boom, boom, boom. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Is that that guy thing? Yeah. It was the worst. It was a joke. Why would you put that on? <laughs> I know. It's like it's so gross. It is. Even even the little one was like, why did they do that? And why I was like, is, I don't know. Why is Scoot throwing up everybody? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. So um, William found out at work and just fucking armed himself to the teeth. Was like, got it. He's got so Dagger. many arms. So <laughs> And teeth. So many arms. Yeah. All on each tooth. He's he got arm. arms on his teeth. Oh, my God. No one's going to fight that man. No. He's, He's a monster. Too many arms. <laughs> it's like a spider. Yeah. Face spider. Ooh, that's creepy. There you go. We took it there. Here we are. <laughs> Here that we happened. Are. Um, so he got 
all the weapons he could from his carpenter shop, which I'm sure had pretty formidable weapons, hammers and shit. <laughs> hammers and shit. You gotta get the hammer. Yeah, I'm like Kimmy, I, unbreakable Kimmy I'm sure Kimmy. they have a lots of other tools too, but hammers and shit, all right? What? Armed to the teeth with hammers and shit. Saws. A saw? I would rather have a hammer than a saw in a fight. I agree. I agree. All right, hold maybe, still. Maybe <laughs> one... Maybe. Just stop moving. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's walking around with a handsaw. Yeah. I mean, if you could swing that thing pretty good, but yeah, okay. I would pick the hammer too. Why are you being so judgy about just, my knowledge of carpenter tools from the 1800s? I don't know. That Hammers many and tools shit in. pretty much covers it. just that it was one example and He'll shit. Flick nails at people. <laughs> like a ninja. Yeah, well, that's why he's got the hammer. <laughs> All right, hold still. Hold still. Yeah, stop moving. Ding, ding, ding. Stop no, moving. No, no, to the left. Ding, ding, ding. He's just lobotomizing people left and right. Uh, hey. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Just in the eyeballs. Swish, swish, swish. Yes. So, uh, he gets all his weapons and he goes to his friend's house, Mr. Hayden. At one point at that house, the city joined. They knew where he was. And he had over 200 black people and other citizens of Boston all armed to the teeth surrounding his house ready to protect him with their life wow that's like the level of community and respect he had that's awesome yeah and the city is that upset about this law this is only a month after this law had passed that they had been fighting for 60 years yeah and then they just up it there's no compromise there they're just upping it so as an anti-slavery person that's how i see it and i'm okay with that yeah so uh props to boston yeah. My yeah. So William also said in his memoirs that they had a keg of gunpowder with a fuse attached, ready to light in the basement of the house. And he was like, if they come to get me, I'm just lighting it. Yeah. We're all not, going down. Yeah. That was that vibe. They were that like desperate. He's going to be a martyr. He did get a letter from a wealthy Bostonian who knew him, a fancy rich guy. And he was like, listen, I'll just buy your freedom if you just get taken peacefully get arrested peacefully and i'll take care of it right yeah and william was like listen he's like i hear you i believe you but i am not the only one in this situation that's not the point that's not the point yeah i'm the loudest one yeah in the, but i represent hundreds or thousands of other freedom seekers now and in the future uh they're all like they're just gonna get kidnapped and arrested even more then it's already a problem. Most of them don't have my resources. Yeah, exactly. And so um, he's like, if I say yes to what you say, then most other freedom seekers will have no other choice but to run on foot to Canada and probably starve to death. I wouldn't want to survive the Canadian... Anything. ...wilderness. (laughs) No, hell no. Hell no. Um, He says, and this part's the quote, If, therefore, his liberty could be purchased for two cents, he would not do it but stand his ground and try the strength of the law. William again with the words. He's a great spokesperson. He is. Like, he's yeah, he's got a way with words. He does. He's like, I'm not selling myself out. No. For two cents? Hell no. Hell no. I'll take us all down. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put a gag in the basement. I I wonder if everyone knew about that. Or if you told them later and they were like, wait, what? I wanted to to fight. Five to six hundred feet away from the house. 
<laughs> when you defend it at your own risk. Why doesn't that seem like? Well, just, just trust me. Just, you don't, you don't want to be that close because. But, but I want to make sure they're not coming. We, we want to be able to see you so that just, <laughs> just, just okay. Okay. <laughs> just, I need you to be a little farther. Uh, it'll make me. Feel, I'm just a little claustrophobic. You, you right? might feel the boom boom. Yeah, it might get hot real quick. What? Yeah. Nothing. Just stand <laughs> 500 feet away, please. Move back. Move back. So it took William two days, uh, but he finally got out of town to see his wife. And she got that message. Man, I first bet day. she's sweating bullets. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. We well, can't just shoot a text real quick. No. Um, home safe. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> he probably could have sent someone though. But well, he sent a message that, that first day. Remember, she, was right. like, she didn't get it till the end of the day, but she did get one. Yeah, but I, he didn't actually see her. She didn't see him for two days. Okay, well, uh, yeah, it's the best you could do. I yeah, I get it. Like he didn't know it was going to happen, right? I don't know. They didn't, you know. They, as far as they knew, one of them or both of them would be taken. I mean, he could have sent a pigeon or something. This is definitely a situation where if they didn't have the support of the community... Oh, they'd be gone. They'd be gone. They'd be done. It was only because they went after the two most well-known ones. I know. In town, which was a bold move. It was, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, you're it making makes a statement. Sense. You're making a statement. We can finally get them. Yeah. Everyone knows and if who they, they are, got, where they are. If they got taken, mm-hmm. then they could take anybody. And man, Boston mm-hmm. is holding up. You're not taking them. Yeah, we're not your new hunting grounds. Yeah, right. There's a lot of impactful meaning. We love our mac and cheese here. <laughs> hey. You're not taking our mac and cheese. Hell no. No vegetables. <laughs> oh, that's the South. Yeah, all the vegetables. Yeah, mac and cheese and broccoli. Mac and cheese with broccoli in it. <laughs> Can't eat just broccoli. I ate broccoli today. It was amazing. Good job. Thank you. Good job. So he goes back, um, but of course it's William, right? Right. So he's like, gets to where she is, and he's like, well, where are the Lorings? And Ellen's like, I don't know, they're out of town. He's like, well, we can't stay at their house if they're not here. <laughs> yeah, well, there's other people staying there. And Mary's like, well, I'm okay with it. And he's like, no, I can't endanger the Lorings, and they're not a part of it. He's yeah. like, they never agreed to this. And so William being... William, or maybe it's Ellen saying, we can't stay here, get me out of here. This couple being this couple, they were like, we're going to go back into downtown Boston, where the slave hunters are, because we're not putting people in danger who haven't agreed to it explicitly. Wow. Isn't that amazing? They're good people. They are. This is good people. Uh, Thoughtful people. Yeah, they're... Man, they could... They're really... Um, caring about other people besides themselves, even though they they're very selfless, right? Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really believe it's like you lift up other people, and that's what makes life worth it. Yeah, they got their thing, and they're like, "Great, we got what we wanted, so we're going to spend all our energy getting other people." to the same level yeah and not just like lord it over people which is what we see so much now uh yeah so um for the next two weeks right they go back into town we don't have any idea really where they were they were house hopping they're hiding couch surfing yeah um we do it is very probable they split up they separated and went to different places and we know a few names of where they were but 
you or I don't recognize the name, so yeah, I'm not going to go through it's them. Not really they worth were just kind of hopping around. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. There's so many people that I talk to that go, "Oh, you know so and so." No, why would I know that? Oh, well, they're like in Texas or something. We're in Georgia. Why? Why would I know who that is? Like, I don't need all the details. Just <clears throat> give me a quick summary, like you just did. Yeah. And then we will move on. I don't need all the details because I don't know what you're talking about. So, right. Good call. I always think about that. I only give like I gave Mary's name because I got a good yeah. quote from her. Yeah. Um, I gave you the Reverend Theodore's name because he's coming back. Okay. Are we recording? We are you sure? Recording. I can see the lines of our audio <laughs> being captured. Oh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Look at where we are today. <sighs> where, where, where are we? Uh, where are we? Well, as we explained earlier that you have no idea about, we have had... Some technical difficulties. Tech, tech, tech. What is it? <laughs> technical advantages. Technical advantages. Because when you make mistakes, it's an opportunity to learn something to learn. from it. So what happened was... We failed again and again and again. It... <laughs> oh my God. We're so unhinged at this point. We stopped it. Mm-hmm. And then we started it again. Correct. Did maybe 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Worth a story. Right. Really good. Perfect. Best the, quality. Then the computer died. Oh, yeah. Didn't none save. Of it, none of it saved. In the pooper. In the pooper. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the pooper. Down the sugar. That's down the and, sugar. <laughs> and then we went, oh, we got to do this again. We got we missed it. Yeah. We got as big as we went way back. Started it again. We got, I swear, we almost got to where we were the first time. <laughs> and the mics were off the, the whole, time. whole time. We recorded silence. So Ooh. we're on round three. We're on round three. Uh, yeah. So if it doesn't, if if we couldn't line up the story perfectly. Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully right. we still get an appearance of Scoot's famous Ellen impression because I know, don't think it, we have anything recorded of that. I don't either. And you've I, done a good twenty minutes. I know. Of it. <laughs> I know. The first round I didn't do. I just kind of sat silently. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. And then this, we did it again. And I was like, I'm gonna do like a. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> <And> Ellen. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it for twenty minutes. Ellen of this and that. And we had like all this back and forth, and it was really funny. And then yeah. none of it was recorded. So, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm here having a good time. I don't know. I've heard the story through two <laughs> times at this point. So act surprised. Uh, what? Wow. No way. So and they're hiding. <laughs> Wait, let me tell it first. Okay. Get the order. Yeah. So they're, <laughs> I'm about to talk to you, Ellen. Yeah. Go away. I'm not talking to you yet. Okay. <laughs> Ellen. <Come on. laughs> So, um, as I was saying before, in what? our, believe it or not, most recently recorded piece. First time. If I get too many names <laughs> <laughs> oh, in my man. script, I think I said this an hour ago at this yes. point. <laughs> if I get too many names in my script, 
Scoot loses his mind. Yeah. He's like, malfunction. Yeah. You know what else happens if... if you- <laughs> As if you record the same thing three times in a row. Malfunction. I'm going. Oh, I'm just having a good time, man. William and Ellen are hiding all over Boston. No way. Yes way. Crazy. We talked about that. Crazy. And November first comes along. I don't know if you already said this, but I'm saying it again. This may be the only overlap. Yeah. The slave hunters finally leave Boston. Wow. They're just like, we give up. It's been like six, seven days. We're paying for this hotel. Everyone's bothering us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Our dogs dogs keep eating random steaks on the ground and not doing their job. Don't know where these steaks are coming from. This didn't make it the first two times. They had dogs. I'm Improv Central. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yes, station of improv. (laughs) The dogs Uh. were getting sick and tired of eating dry (laughs) kibble. (laughs) I thought they were really sick. I was like, oh. What's my yes and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My improv skills. No more dry kibble. No. These. Abolitionists we demand leaving out steaks. fresh steaks everywhere, and that's what I'm going for. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. That's what we deserve. So they give up and they leave, and all of Boston is good like, riddance. Yay! See ya, bitches. Get out of here. And William is like, Hey, Ellen. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ellen. Yeah. Hi. So, um, I know that we finally got those night hues. Yeah. Those. Horrible. Well, it's really good to see you. I haven't seen you in a <laughs> oh, yeah, couple yeah, days because yeah. I mean, been, we did this before, but it seems like you forgot. That you this look, is you look all right, too. Slap, slap. Good to see you. Slap, slap. <laughs> no, thank you. Can I get a hug? Oh, I know you want it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think William would talk that way. Uh, he seems like such a stand up guy. Yeah, he seems uh, pretty nice. I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, but I'm also. Just, who are you and what have you done with William? Oh. <laughs> I, Where's I'm, William? I'm so sorry. William was here about an hour ago. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> On the second run, William was here. This is... Uh, 2.0. This is a William 3.0. Sick and tired like those dogs. Ti- yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're just trying to get through the podcast, William. No, no, no. We're having a good time. Okay. Yeah, but I have something to tell you. Yeah? We're leaving too. No way! Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going, William? England. What? We already speak English, so I'm like, yay. Yay. Let's, yay. Go, to, let's go to England, also, William. they don't have slaves there anymore. Yeah, what? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Let's go to England then. Yeah, let's do it. But it's going to be a minute. Well, I want to go right now. So we're, well, you're sick, Ellen. No, I, we haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we. <laughs> They waited. So they waited. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah, We're... but Ellen, we wait another seven days before we do anything. So I assume you're sick because no. you're always sick. No, I don't get sick till we <laughs> after we're done traveling. Okay, okay, well, just chill out. Just whoa. <laughs> so November seventh, William and Ellen have a real ass wedding with their friend Reverend Theodore. Yes, who's popped up a couple times in the story. Can I guess what he gives them? <laughs> And then they, they, I will give you three guesses. Okay. Three, which means you have to get one of them wrong. <laughs> yeah. Three guesses. Okay. As to what the Reverend gifts this newlywed freed couple married under the free state laws. It's two human beings. 
Yes, no and not under needed. slavery laws. Yes, we've. Okay, what do you think you got them? Uh, Guess one. Um, a new car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> Is it a new car? Yes. And? What? We didn't talk about that. <laughs> no. Um, is it? It's some kind of knife in a revolver. A, a dark knife and a revolver. What is a from dark the knife? Reverend himself? A like short triangle shaped knife. A triangle shaped. Yeah, the kind that's not like flat and then curved on one side. It's just equal angles. Yeah, isosceles triangle. You know, you said that at this point three times. Mm. And the first two times I went, really want to know what that is. <laughs> but here we are on try number three. And so I'm going to ask. I can barely see my notes anymore. <laughs> Should I do it? Should I take over? No. Oh, I pretty much know the story at okay, this point. Okay, yeah. Where are the places they go to? Because that's what's next. They go north. Where do they go? To Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oh, that's a callback that no one's going to understand. Oh, we're going to have to get DoorDash after <sighs> this. Really? Sponsor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't that sound good? We got to finish it, though. Yeah. <laughs> they go to... <sighs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even say it. I know that they go north. Yes. They go through... We go through Maine? Portland, Maine, yeah. The, the land of a thousand lakes? And then no. We... <laughs> no! Yes, it is. <laughs> and then we go to... I saw two lakes, so I assume it's true. Canada, just... well, two. If you see two really quick, that means there's a lot more. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we go to Canada. We go through some boring towns <laughs> that no one cares about, and then we get to what? Canada, some more. And then yeah, more Canada. We get through a lot of Canada. Okay, um, Saint John's. Saint, oh, I was gonna say that in Saint John. <laughs> <laughs> We go to St. John's, Canada. Windsor. Windsor, Canada. And then the one that we talk about a lot. That I have no idea what it's called because <laughs> I have not been there before. Uh, from Windsor, they take a carriage to Halifax. Halifax. Now I'm going to let you take a crazy guess since you've never heard never this, heard before, this Scoot. before. But what happens when they're on the carriage between Windsor and Halifax? They're trying to get to Halifax, trying to get to that steamship. Yeah. On time. On time. They're getting there. They're putting the work in. What happens? The horse dies. Possibly. Can I guess again? What well, you should know. I'm kidding. They're carrying. They're carrying. I really had you there. I really. You went. No. We. What are you doing? So, We've talked about this listen, two times already. Why Red you... is autistic, and I don't know when jokes happen. <laughs> are you? You were like. Is this joke are you time? serious? Is this I joke mean, time? you're not doing the voices. I don't know if you're. <laughs> um, no, the carriage breaks down, mm -hmm. and William can't fix it, even though he's a carpenter. Or he does fix it, and he's the reason they get there. Yeah. We don't know. So you pick your own head cannon for the purposes of this story. Yes. I prefer William fix it. He's I like the that reason too. they survived the wilderness. William, can't you just fix it? No, it takes nails and hammers and tools. But it's a and wood more wheel. wood. Can we just take that tree and then push it into the wheel and I make it you a were wheel? A carpenter. There's more steps than that, babe. I'm telling you every day Does I come it? home and I tell you about what I do. Oh, I it's hear like is... you're not even listening it to me. It just sounds like you need a hammer and stuff <laughs> to make this work. I don't understand. We have a hammer and we have lots of stuff. 
Because we're moving. I don't get why we can't make this work. <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> I was like, why are you getting on my case? But the hammer and stuff yeah. got it. <laughs> so can what? we, babe? Can we make this work? Uh, you know what? I, I'll try. I'll just... um. Thank you. Get my... <laughs> Get my little jigsaw and this uh, three foot wide oak tree. I'll just get to work. You can just just cut down on the complaining and get to the fixing part. <laughs> it's really cold here and we're starting to get sick. I didn't. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm the only one that's <coughs> complaining and having problems. <laughs> You're... <laughs> I want everyone to know Scoot was born to be an Ellen. <laughs> this is the most embodied he's been. All right. So what happens after their carriage breaks down? They get sick. No way. Yes, way. That's crazy, dude. They're sick, but they make it to Halifax on hands and knees. I don't know how they get there. They fucking army crawl all Hammer the way there. Shit. They made it. They get to the ticket office to get to that steamer to England before it gets too cold. And they're like, you're two hours late. Bum, bum, bum. So they're like, all right, shit. Shock. <laughs> Fuck. So luckily they don't have to wait all winter. Right. There's another ship in two weeks. There's a, there's a ship in two weeks? Yeah. Ellen, go away. No, I want to <laughs> no. know. No, Ellen, I, say just goodbye. Missed. Say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the ship goes in two weeks. So they have to go to a local inn. Um, But the local vibe towards... Black people. Yeah. <laughs> Can I talk to Scoot again? Yeah, uh, well, Ellen's more fun, but <laughs> who knew that Scoot's drunk personality <laughs> was uh, a white, a passing white, uh, freedom seeker, freedom seeker, female. Yeah, it's super badass. I love that for you, though. <laughs> it's like your inner badass is coming out. Anyway, so they go to the local inn, and yeah. they know that they're not really a fan of black people in this area. So Ellen goes in first. She's like, I need rooms. I need rooms. T two? <laughs> for two weeks. Oh, for I two thought you weeks. Knew this. <laughs> you know the two finger. Yeah, yeah. I need a room for two weeks. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's almost like I've heard this before. <laughs> I Bad need a room times. for two weeks. Yeah, 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 we got you. Okay. All right, cool. Are you um, cool if I bring this guy in? Who's that? Who? Whoa. Ready? Everybody on the count of three. Everyone in the inn. Every hey, Steve. Steve. Steve, stop looking at your cards. Look up. Look up. Okay, I'm looking. Okay, good. Okay. Everybody on the count of three. Ready? One. Yeah. What are we doing on the count of three? Look at look at this guy who's with this girl. Okay? Count okay. of three. One, two, three. <gasps> oh, my God. <gasps> <gasps> the audacity. The pearls. The, my non whiteness. <laughs> so fucked up. So, uh, William comes in, and everyone's like, whoa. <gasps> yeah, yes, exactly. They're like, that whoa. happened. Um, and so the innkeeper's like, listen, I don't know if the innkeeper is cool. Hey, what's going on, but everybody? But the innkeeper did say, you can stay the night, which is better than turning them out immediately. Yo, 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 you can stay the night. But no more but... than that. That's He's it. like, I don't want to lose all my other customers. And that is why this innkeeper is not known by name, whereas William is. Yes. We know William's name. <laughs> it's a stupid innkeeper. 
Well, he's willing to bow to fear and pressure to mm. save himself. Canada. It, uh, yeah, only <laughs> Canada does what that. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, so he, uh, he's like, you can only stay one night, but then you got to go. And so Ellen and William look at him yeah. and they're like, uh, no, <laughs> this is what you're doing, Ellen. Oh, I'm looking. I <laughs> can. <laughs> looking at the boring end. Do you remember what he says? What she says? She says, I say that <laughs> I will leave after tonight if uh-huh. you give me a new place to stay. What? Otherwise, I'm not leaving. But you can't just stay here if I'm not okay I with can that. do whatever I want. <laughs> what? Whatever I want. Uh, prove it. <laughs> you escaped slavery. We, I'll do. Yeah, you're amazing. I will stay. <laughs> Can you be a Broadway figure that voices everything? <laughs> I'm gonna have you do the voiceover for my book I'm writing. Good. I would love to. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see, baby. <laughs> So the uh, Ellen and William are like, yeah, all right, we'll leave, but yeah, on, right, we'll, we'll leave, but only, only leave if only you give leave a place if you to give stay. Us a place to stay. Period. Period. The innkeeper's like, oh, well, I don't know about that. So he finds him a place to stay. It's a local uh, black family. They have a house, and they agree to let Ellen and William stay with them. And after two weeks, right, the ship's coming in. We're not at the two weeks yet. We're, we're coming up. Ellen and William are like, all right, let's go get our tickets early just to make sure we got them and they show up and the ticket booth is like no we're not giving you tickets because i guess everyone in town knows that they're there well, they're super famous right but yeah, yeah, who yeah. knows if they know that they're famous but that's a good point you know that's a good point but they don't get the tickets yeah they don't get the tickets so they have to write back they're like oh my god the ship's gonna be here any day we've been waiting yeah <laughs> after the two I've hours stuck with him for Two weeks. He wouldn't fix the wheel. <laughs> I fixed it. You're I already, here, aren't we you? tried to get a room, and the innkeeper was so rude. And so now we're staying at an Airbnb, and we're trying to get our tickets, but they won't let us buy the tickets. So I need someone. So they write to their friends back in Boston, and their Boston friends write to their friends back in Halifax, because racism is fucking stupid. <laughs> It's just stupid. Yeah, it's just anyway. so many extra steps. Yeah, they get a white friend from back in Boston to vouch for them, and they get the tickets. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, go. bada boom. <laughs> we got the tickets. <laughs> so they get on the ship, and they go to England. Hey, they made it. They made it in England. They're going to, so they arrive in Liverpool. They're living in England, and we, they settle in. They're here for 20 years. 20 long years. They have got years. five kids during their time here. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm more impressed that they didn't have kids until this point. That's a really good point. It's just... They're that fertile. <laughs> that fertile. Yeah. I mean... So, they had five kids. Um, they went to school. William and Ellen attended a local school. They traded their... Uh, Skills. He was a carpenter. She's a seamstress. They taught those classes and then learned to read and write in other classes, like, fully. So they rounded out their education. Um, they, of course, it's William and Ellen. So they didn't just show up and live their lives, but they also started attending abolitionist meetings and 
groups and all this stuff to speak out against slavery. They're like, fuck slavery. Fuck that shit. We're going to keep saying slavery shit. Slavery sucks. Even though it's the reason we've had to leave every place we've ever tried to live. This is the longest we've this is, Sorry. <laughs> this is the <laughs> longest we've ever lived in anywhere. Because slavery sucks. It does. So stupid. Yeah, by George, she's right. By George, <laughs> by George, she's right. Of course, I'm right. <laughs> Nobody would get it. Everyone's just over here eating their fish and chips, <laughs> having uh, a good time, <laughs> learning. Uh, they abolished slavery too at this point. So good for them. Also, having abolished slavery. Let's, oh, no, let's hear it, Ellen. No, no. Come on, Ellen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't not, come for me. No, I'm not coming for you. I want. I was. That was positive. I wanted to hear it. <laughs> Is that, I thought it was sarcasm. No, no, no. I can't <laughs> tell. Sorry, I didn't do the voice. Didn't. <laughs> not sarcasm. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I. I don't think we've gotten to this. Have part. you heard of the Great Exhibition? No, I really haven't. I mean, okay. I think I kinda, you. you we, I mentioned it in the previous. This is about hour, as, two hours. I don't know where we are. This is about as far point. as we got. This I don't know is what new information. Yeah, I don't know what time it is. What is the Great Exhibition? <laughs> no, no, no. Ellen Do I knows have an English accent yet? <laughs> I, after twenty. Well, no, this is only about. No, this is about fifteen years in. So I have an English. Don't have a very. So good they're one. at the Great Exhibition. The Great Exhibition is basically a show in England where they bring in cool shit from all over the u.s Yo, that's dope. it's like a convention it's the modern comic-con for cool shit I'm trying that, to get some signatures you know england's a tiny island that did its best to manage the world for a long time and then they're like let's bring the world to us ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. and that's a great exhibition cool. right yeah. elephants dancer like whatever the fuck is all this over is the world a- they bring it to show their people at home yeah there's probably some fundraising in there, too, but that's not what this is about. So William and Ellen attend it as a part of the abolitionist movement. And the abolitionists that are British, I'm, I'm going to give you what you want, listeners. And that is my terrible British accent every we time. Wa- I literally it. lived in England, and we I cannot. It. I want to hear it. <laughs> the British. I'm not. The British. <laughs> so bad. Bottle of water. Ooh, it's you know I'm like it's not that bad, and then I hear my daughter do, do literally the same version <laughs> of the accent. I'm like, oh my god, this sounds terrible. She's like, and I can I'm, speak, I can speak British. And she's like, I can speak British. I tried asking Alexa to change the language to British, and she said she couldn't do it. <laughs> she was so upset. Yeah, that day. <laughs> sweetie, it's because it's English. No, it's not. <laughs> scoot. So scoot. No, it's not. No. She was like, you don't understand. No, I want British. I want British. Not English. We she doesn't speak understand English. the difference between language and accent. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I speak another language. It's called British. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Wonderful. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> um. So they attend it. And what is commented on and talked about is the British abolitionists are walking arm in arm like treat you know england is a very classist society i don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen bridgerton i have y- you have i have um but it's very classist like you right you believe 
you're born into a, a role, right? Essentially, and that's where you like a place. belong. That's yeah. your place. You can and you never don't go above. You can't go up. You can go down. You can't go up. Fair enough. People don't talk about the fact you can go down, but you you're totally down. right. You're totally right. You can't go up. So the abolitionists, these fancy gentlemen who are at the Great Exhibition as gentlemen, are walking literally arm in arm with freedom seekers from America, and so. Wow, believe it or not, there are other people at the Great Exhibition who are enslavers from America. They went all the way over there. Yeah, to show off their cotton shit. Maybe the cotton oh, gin, maybe, you know. I like, thought they were hunting for people. I was like, Jesus, that's No, a long luckily they're in Britain, away. so there's nothing they can do. Good. But they see it and they're like, yeah. what the fuck? I fucking know them. They're on the news everywhere. And they're just walking oh. around free here. I've been re- I've been spotted. <laughs> I've been oh no, that's my favorite thing to say. I've been spotted. You took it from me. <laughs> I loved it. Beautiful placement. I wasn't about to say it, so they can see me, William. Quilliam. And so they get there in 1850. In 1860, only ten years later, William officially publishes his book that most of this is based on. Okay. The Running a Thousand Miles for Freedom, or The Escape of William and Ellen Craft from Slavery. That's the title of his book. Running a Thousand Miles Epic. for Freedom. Take It takes a new role in that song. I would walk 500 miles. miles. Okay, yeah. wait, you know, we got a thousand right here, yeah, and this so actually that, fucking happened. That's not even half. <laughs> that's not even half of what we that's did. That's not love. <laughs> Everyone's singing it all the time. I don't understand. William, my my beautiful husband, has yes. written a book about it. That's right. I'm a writer. And. Not a speaker, though. This is pretty good. <laughs> Go pretty and... good, babe. Babe, I told you all I hate hearing that about my stuff. Well, uh, Come on, what, pretty what, good. Tell it's us like about a... your book. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, t- tell them, the how, tell them about... how Red and Scoot talk about it. On their podcast, that happened. Um, go ahead, William. <laughs> You've got me tongue-tied. I don't... You get better, I get it's worse. Okay. Yeah, drink. yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I need to stay sober, and you need to chill the fuck out. Then you're yeah, funny yeah. as fuck, man. Two drinks and then I'm a normal person. (laughs) So, they're in England. He writes the book. They're there until 1870, 20 years. (sighs) Do you think the story's over? It's not. So, in 1865, they were 1870, right? Right, They're still in England. Back in time a little bit. 1865, we have the 13th Amendment ratified. That is the amendment that makes slavery illegal. In America? Thanks to Lincoln in the whole of the United States. Wow. 65 is a big-ass fucking year. So in the beginning of this story, right. we were in 48. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. Right. But, like, I'm just trying to get it. So for 48 to 65, almost, what, 17, 15, 17 years. They're in England when it gets passed. They stay for five more years. Yeah, well, that's where they lived. Yeah, that's where their yeah. lives were. That's where we live. That's right. Can't go back to the colonies across the pond. Uh, hey, Ellen. 
Yeah, will you, William? I have got some news for you. What is it, William, my beloved William? Just hold on, Ellen, while I find my notes. What, William? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, why would you start talking if you didn't know <laughs> what you were going to Listen, talk about? Listen, just trust me, okay? I'm just trying to... Why don't you just... I trust you with my life, William. We've made it a thousand steps. A thousand miles. Miles. It's more than steps. We've walked so many steps. You're so dumb. My... <laughs> just kidding. You're the greatest You will thing. not be here if it weren't you for are me. literally the most brave person I've ever met in my life. Oh, you're... Thank you, William. I wouldn't be here if not for your bravery with a broken tooth, broken arm... Broken eyesight. My clumsiness have saved your ass. Yeah. Hey, my ass is grateful. Mm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, slavery is illegal. They're still there for five years. But in 1870, they're like, fuck it. We're going back. Let's go. I miss. I miss. Apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> and- Oh, miss, baseball? I miss apple pie and baseball. <laughs> I miss got being... Cricket. We got cricket. Well, cricket is confusing because there's lots of sticks and you bounce they the ball. run back and forth like they're playing pickle. Then nobody has a glove. <laughs> the umpire is standing behind the pitcher. So they're now going back to a country where they will not be enslaved ever again. Wild. I bet Their that home was country. just so weird for them. They go through... Bo- yeah. It's so crazy. weird for them. They go through Boston, of course. They're like, yeah, gotta hit guys, we're still alive. The, the old stomping grounds. And their old friends are like, we're still alive. And some of them are like, we're dead. You know, because people died a lot. <laughs> so sorry, we have died. <laughs> but you can visit my tombstone. Yeah, we tried. Um, so they stop by Boston, but they don't stay in Boston. They're like, hey, okay, peace out. We got plans. And then they keep going south. No. Yep. They go all the way back to Georgia. Macon? No, they... Well, just north of Macon. Okay. Just north of Macon up all in the, the woods. Way ba- they went from England... To Georgia. To Georgia. They went back to Georgia. They left when they were 22, 24. Came back like 30 in their years 40s. later. Yeah. And they're like, we're going back to where we grew up. Oh my Georgia God. has got a fucking pull on people. I don't get it. You might once we leave. That's fair. That's fair. You might once we leave. So they go back to Georgia now that slavery is illegal officially. And they, the two of them, start a school. It's called the Woodville Cooperative Farm School. And the goal is to be a school for all the newly emancipated people in georgia citizens yeah. people people yeah they who have... are now like free but they have limited opportunities and a lot of abuse waiting for them you oh, know and of... their kids and their grandkids you know yeah, no georgia. education don't know what they're doing yes <clears throat> how are you supposed to schools how are you supposed to like we can okay, go into sharecropping but... i can do into yeah the, the, that's a whole other thing right mm-hmm, but just the mm-hmm. My point is, is, like, how do you go from nothing to everything? What everything in quotations? Adulting. Yes. To put it in terms that modern people understand. Yeah. All of a sudden, all your safety nets, your safety nets, fuck your, nor your what you're used to is taken away. It's like now you're free, but you have no support system. You have no skills. Yeah. You know, the next time I complain as a millennial 
we were promised everything and we were given less than nothing you know like i still know nothing yeah compared to what these people are going through yeah i mean best of times the worst of times and everyone to quote famous and it's not like they're out of the south they're still in the south so everyone's just crazy upset that they can walk around and do stuff yeah no one no one wants nobody no one wants the reconciliation no one wants to be friends or to be on even terms with their now peers which is the fact it is now their peers and is up to them to mutually lift each other up yeah but it doesn't happen george is just like this is wrong it shouldn't be happening the crafts are like we're gonna change that so they're gonna go down and they build the woodville cooperative farm school within a few years William starts getting accused of spending the money for the farm on himself and not the farm Hmm. by other of his friends, quote unquote friends. Okay. And so he's like, that's fucked up. Like I'm literally doing everything I can to help these people because it's Georgia. They're, they're accusing him of shit. Yeah. Because they don't want a school here to lift up the people they don't believe, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he, in turn, sues his accusers because William is educated. Like, he knows how the law works. He knows how to work shit. So he's like, I'm going to sue you for libel, right? Because you're calling me out for all this shit. You have no evidence. Yeah. It's not true. So he tries to sue his accusers. Well, it's Georgia, so he loses. And lost all his friends. And within Damn. a year or two after that, they lost the farm. Oh, because they couldn't make the payments and there was no money coming in because of all the rumors. So they tried to come back and change and, and keep putting in the work and they lost their farm as you and I want to have a ranch farm one day. Yeah. That would be devastating. And it's like they gave everything to like live that dream of having a place to educate people who grew up like they did. Right. And they lost it. So, um, they lost it, and they go to Charleston. One of their daughters is married and has a life in Charleston. So, they go to Charleston in 1880s, about 10 years later. Right. And um, to be near one of their daughters and her family. Probably just be cute little grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Walking around. And then 1891, Ellen passes away. Oh, Nine years later, William dies in 1900 on the nose. I can't. I mean, you say it. You know, when you talk about history, you're like, she dies. Nine years later, he dies. That's nine years. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time to be by yourself. Yeah. When the love of your life, this crazy story that we've been talking about, they did all that together. They did everything together. Yes. And Since they met, man, they were that, them against the world. He's just by himself without her for nine years. That's. But he had his daughter and her kids. Yeah. I just. Oh. Heartbreaking. It's, it is. It is. Yeah. Really I can't sad. imagine. I can't do the voice anymore. Well, she's dead, though. So that makes sense. Yeah. I, that sounded really terrible, but I meant it in like I, a did, genuine no, way. Her I story not, has wrapped up. Yes, it. 
they have an amazing story. Amazing. I. Their lives, uh, man. God. Yeah. <laughs> sounds stressful. It sounds meaningful. It sounds yes. Full of passion, full of purpose, full of the desire to lift up other people and that's so no hard matter to find what, no matter what yes we're gonna come back to georgia they went back to georgia after 20 years they had a wonderful life in england in england five kids treated well respected had a family wrote had a, a life wrote a book oh yeah you know if you have time to write back. a book you're doing good we're gonna come that back that shit takes time we're gonna start this farm ultimately to lose it they were trying to heal their inner child. Yeah. Right? Like their childhood. They knew what those people they had been through. How could they just abandon them? They really came full circle. It yeah, it makes sense if you know, you know them like we've learned. Mm-hmm. They really try to help people. So of course they're gonna come back to that spot when they can. Crazy. History is fucking cool. That happened. That happened. That happened. It just shows you what you can do with your life. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be another cog in the machine. Yeah. You don't have to be. Even if you're the lowest cog in the shittiest machine, you might fail, but maybe you'll succeed. How fucking cool is that? It's pretty cool. So, um, my first question for you is I want to say what are you going to take away from the story but I'm going to rephrase it to what do you hope that you're going to take away from this story because it takes work to really internalize stuff it, it, it does I think what I hope to take away is risk it for the biscuit right like uh-huh. yeah. it's the risk is worth it it's scary even when you're safe yeah even when you've yeah. made it it's not the time to settle down just and because, be like, I'm done. Just because done you're myself. comfortable doesn't mean you should settle. Right? I guess that's the other one. But like, There's more to they're, life. Yeah. They're, those, that's, this has been a wild journey that we've been on. It's like we moved through all the stages of life, right? Yeah, yeah. That adventurous side, that stick it to the man side, that I'll fight from my brother's side, and then... I want to teach the next generation. Like it's it's all gonna, those yeah. levels, and they lived every single aspect of their life to the fullest they could. Yeah, within limits that were not chosen by them. Yeah, <laughs> they did everything to fight those limits. They they fought tooth and nail. And then in the end, they just got to hang out with their grandkids, and I think that's cute as well. Yeah, <laughs> they had a retirement. The fact that they could have a retirement is amazing. Amazing, uh, amazing. yeah. Wow. Um, is there anything in this half of the story, part two? Part two, well. Part two, starting in Boston. Remember, yes. they left Philadelphia. Is there anything you would have done differently, either <laughs> for worse or for better? If I were them? Yes. I mean, to be fair, if... I were them, I probably never would have ran in the first place just out of fear, right? I it's hard. I know you they... think that about yourself, but I have seen you do things yeah, incredibly you're... brave. Thank you. It's just, they. I feel like they are just amazing that they did that. Okay. Everything that they did, every step of the way. 
And yeah, every step what, of the way. Like the fact, like they had a comfortable life in England. That's the biggest thing that gets me. They went from a comfortable life in England, where it, the fact that you just glance over that twenty yeah, years in England because they were happy. Back, yeah. There's no to, story to because come, they're chilling. To come back to Georgia. Back to Georgia. To lose everything is like, yes. why would they do that? Because why? they believe. They're millennials of their era. Okay. Yeah, I take that I, back immediately. That's so... <laughs> so fucked up. But they believe in something greater. It's greater and than themselves. Anyone you meet who really believes that is just someone I don't, valuable. Yeah. I don't think I would. I don't want to say I would change anything. Right, like all no. the things that would change are for selfish reasons. That's what I'm saying. Like, the question wasn't like, "What would you do better?" The question was, "What would you do differently, for better or worse?" Like for me, I, I don't know if I would leave Boston. I'm so stubborn. Oh, I'm so stubborn. I would be like, "No, fuck them." I'm going to have this fight every day and I'd probably end up sent back, you know, because yeah. people would get tired of fighting for me. And, yeah. I, you know, that I think I would struggle with that aspect of their choices is to, like, give up the fight because in a sense, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And you're leaving altogether everybody behind. You're leaving the fight behind and you're going to go live a comfortable life. Oh, oh, what a hard decision, especially for these people. I... I would have not left England. I would have stayed in England. A comfortable life. I yeah. Everything you needed. That's what I would have done. Yeah, they fucking left. That's why we have a part two. Yeah. For me, I wouldn't have done a part two if they just stayed in England forever. That's fair. I don't. I would think have skimmed over the to. Boston shit and then been like, "That's it." Yeah, I don't but think you would have had to. They left. <laughs> Came back. In their forties or fifties? What the fuck? Yeah. To start a school? Anyway, um, so morals. My moral is the more love you put out, you get the best kind of love back. Not any love, but the best kind of love. Because they really put out love based on, like, true compassion and not a need for validation. Yeah. Yeah. Not once. It seems like. They were just doing it to help people. It didn't matter what people thought about them. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm uh, piggyback. I'm gonna. I agree. I, that's what I want mine to be. Also, fair enough. Um, sources are in the notes. I pulled um, an egregious amount of this podcast, the data, the hard facts from this fucking incredible National Park Service website article. So that's the first article in my notes. If you want to check them out, I already love National Park Service. Anything, their Twitter, their sorry, their X, their <laughs> blogs. They they tend to be really well written and thoughtful. Um, of course, everything is sourced, which I love. And then I have a couple other sources for other information I referenced as well. And of course, thanks for ter- thanks to Teresa the Sudan. Teresa. Sudan. Who's pretty soon going to be too famous for us. I know. And I am here for it. <laughs> Support it. So happy for her. It's amazing. Um, she gives our music and we love it. It's yeah, a vibe. It's, it is. Subscribe, rate, and review. You do you. Or Good not. Day. Or we, not. Oh. You gotta do the poem. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do, what, take two. Take two. <clears throat> Subscribe, rate, and review. Or not. 
You do you. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. Leave a comment if you have a story for us to tell Scoot. Because he doesn't even know I need help. Da Vinci's <laughs> first name. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, do, I really don't. Da Vinci's code was what we got for that. So yeah. please help me share the love of history and amazing shit that's happened in the world. And uh, give me a shout out. What you want to hear next? We did it. Woo! We did it.